0: Hi everyone, welcome back again to Straight Up Podcast. I'm Kathleen and I'm here with my lovely co-host Ellie. Hello. We are actually doing something a little bit different again this week. Um, It's slightly different to our usual format in that we obviously have Fabulous celebrity guests. We've done a couple of little chats here and there, but we thought the important thing to do this time, just before Christmas, when everyone's hopefully got a little bit more time to actually enjoy good books, good TV, we wanted to talk about some of the hottest kind of cultural recommendations. Media. So, yeah, we are going to kick off with chatting all about Emily Ratajowski because really everyone is chatting about that. And Ellie and I have been desperate to discuss with one another. It's been so hard not talking to each other about it on WhatsApp. Oh my God, I know, because I like. That when we were reading it, it's like okay we must not say anything Ellie if regular listeners will actually know that Ellie has just come back from Barbados she had a very I'm 90% pina
1: colada right now we were about to drink um, a rum cocktail earlier and I was like I just don't know if I can so we went for the margarita instead.
0: We did. So we actually have our drinks very kindly provided by our wonderful episode sponsor today, Tom Savano. Tom Savano is a small bottled cocktail business that launched just before lockdown. Uh, it's incredible kind of artisan, special
1: small batch cocktails. I'm not joking. That is the best. So it's a mezc. Let me get this bottle up. Oh my God, it's Mez- spicy mezcal margarita. Okay, anyone that knows their margaritas well will know that you upgrade it with mezcal. So yeah. if you want to look like you sound, like you know your cocktails, always ask for margarita with mezcal. It's got this amazing smoky taste. Also love um spicy margaritas. I know, that's just the one we really, spicy it? mezcal is just divine. Cheers, Han. Yeah, cheers. And it's quite sweet in a really nice way. It is, it is. I actually, I'm really into this. What I love about Tom Savano. It was founded by a guy who works in finance, um, just before lockdown, it's clearly taken off. I think Tom Savana is like this fictional character that the founder created to like, kind of basically like embody like the ideal gentleman that's traveled the world. He used to be obsessed with having sunset mojitos wherever he went, because it would
0: make him think of his first ever sunset um, in Ibiza. So for 10 years, he'd kind of like try and recreate that memory with a drink every time he was on holiday. I've never
1: had a sunset in Ibiza. Oh. oh my God, you haven't been to Ibiza. You All right, have. We'll, we'll go next year, don't worry. What are the sunsets like?
0: They are really nice. I think maybe just because. Well, do you know what? I say that. They are lovely. But when I was there, because I was there in late September, it was getting dark like a lot earlier like it actually wasn't as like um, kind of like Do you a pinky know what sunsets gorge, are a myth really... when
1: I went to Bali they were like watch out for the sunset didn't see any good ones Barbados mm. sunsets are amazing there was a fucking cloud in every single one or it was like too yeah. dark it's always cloudy
0: in the Caribbean though isn't it yeah. it's like one of those weird myths about the Caribbean that you think it's gonna be like beaming blue skies that exactly. actually it's
1: not but anyway guys um Tom Savano Please, please brilliant cocktails do us a
0: favor give them a try give them all a try. you need to do is go to TomSavano.com. there are christmas gift sets launching like actually i think they should have launched even this week yeah they're going to really capture like a travel vibe and they deliver like a set of cocktails glassware and snacks
1: that will transport the recipient to somewhere so beautiful oh my god they come with the ma- most amazing nut selection i know the little snacks and, and plantain crisps which i love also it comes with a gorgeous little menu that tells you exactly how to drink it and suggested glassware I feel
0: like this is just the perfect gift for, like, a travel lover. Isn't it? Yeah. If you,
1: like, if you know someone that loves
0: cocktails and also loves travel, then this is, like, the ultimate thoughtful... Christmas present. Little Christmas present.
1: Can yeah. you buy one for me for Christmas cutters?
0: I will, I will. What do you want? We're having
1: the spicy margarita now, but I okay, actually really so want to I've try the... Okay, I've got this menu right now. I want the Smoky Maple Ragtime Manhattan. Ooh. No, it's gorgeous. Or, and it comes with maraschino... Is that how you say it? Maracino I think so. Terries. I mean, I'm not very good... You
0: know, you know, although again actually there were point.
1: so many on my pina coladas that I actually can't look at them for a while. But I'm I'm all Christmas about the, okay. the Sydney Twilight espresso martini. Ooh. I mean obviously
0: other than the mugs, because everyone knows that spicy mugs are a favourite. Yes. Anyway, I'm gonna quietly sip this. Yeah. I think we should start talking about Emily Ratodowski. And Rata. Emrata. You know, well, I actually, think it's sorry, actually. Sorry again. I always I, pronounce it. I just it said wrong. Ratajowski. It's not as Ratakowski. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I guys. always sorry. said
1: Ratajowski until I listened to about eight thousand podcasts with her on, and I was like, it's Ratakowski. Yeah, it's a Polish name, isn't it? Name. I know. Sorry.
0: Anyway. our bad. Emily Um Yeah. What did you think? Let me know. I completely like devoured the book it's 12 essays for those that haven't Mm -hmm. read it it's called my body and it's her collection of essays it kind of reads like a memoir to be honest and they're basically um essays that look a very kind of take they take a very close vulnerable look at emily's life as a model and the power dynamics that come with beauty um essentially do you think this is the right way to put it The book is kind of a reckoning with her previous belief system. So she had thought when she was a younger model, particularly when she rose to fame around blurred lines, that, um, you know... I think she calls it a, like yeah choice feminism she was empowered by her choice to like show her body and she felt that she had power in yeah a she of the says situations. like people
1: are going to objectify me anyway so i, I may as can, well like don't myself commodify and my make own money. body and like be a
0: hustler and it's now that she's got to a certain age and she'd experienced quite a lot of anxiety and sort of unhappiness in her life that she wanted to look back at her like formative experiences and see why she felt the way she did so it's this kind of like reckoning that's massively based in misogyny and like mm. gendered power dynamics uh of course i like we say capitalism model. um i just liked it i thought personally i just think it's like really really well written because to me the litmus test of like a good of good writing is how easy it is to read i'm not saying that everything has to be you know like sparse her prose is quite sparse you know it's not flowery and but for me I, that's what i like like i think it's direct i think it really gives you a sense of who she is i think like in a way it's almost like you know like before the book you had her image but
1: this the book like animates that image 100% Uh, yeah I think you're so that's Mm. so true I'd always just seen her as an image Mm. and now she's a person well I guess she's been like yeah, she's walked off the page in that sense. But interesting that you think that she interesting that you would say it's good writing, because I feel like that's been a major like debate, particularly in like mm. the journalist circles, of people being like, it's an amazingly written book, versus people who are like, it is so poorly written. So what's like the case of like why do people think it's poor? So a journalist that i love sarah manavis who's writes the new statesman oh, she's,
0: awesome.
1: she's great has basically said so she was quite um she came down quite hard on the book um a lot of her opinions i kind of agree with which is that it was slightly un, slightly tone deaf slightly unself-aware um kind of like woe is me we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a bit but specifically on the on the writing she says i quote it's an imitation of clever writing and she's particularly okay. talking about a lot of the metaphors that she uses like um when she references uh an, a thick tube descending on a neon neon green lawn outside the window which attaches herself att- attaches itself to the side of her neck like an artery then she writes this is my mother's love for me i realize mm. so she's using like some like gardening metaphor for like her mother's love which i think is a bit of a reach and it is, is quite ugly as a piece of writing so i actually think i did think that her writing was like great fine but i think maybe because i'm like fine for someone who's never written before and whose job isn't a writer mm. so i think i had like a lower bar you're friend. basing it on like yeah exactly that's the thing and but then to, also that's fine right because well to me she to like imitate great
0: writing is actually a skill in itself Like, I think that's commendable. So I think that's what most writers do. And I think that's the advice that you get a lot of the time when you're like a young journalist. They're like, read, 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 you know, go away and imitate the writers that you like the most. Mimic their style. I
1: agree with that. I do agree with that. Basically, I think there were some bits where it was like, you have slightly like... Overread the pudding. You've overread the pudding. Like you are trying to create symbolism where there wasn't any. Mm. like sorry okay. but, um, like, and I also do think this is something we all do right I'm so guilty of this is that you look back on memories and with hindsight you attribute greater significance to them you're suddenly like mm. that was the moment I realised and it's like but did you actually think that also, really unless the she's
0: unless she's someone that has kept a diary, this isn't a criticism. Yeah. It's just like an observation. I always think it's kind of remarkable in that like deeply personal kind of memoir style writing. How do you remember that like random thing that you did I like five s- years ago with such specificity? I
1: never know that. Like, but, but if we were to write a memoir, right, we would make you it you just up. make it up. Yeah, I guess. so it must all be. But made like, up. yeah. But then that seems
0: like, the antithesis of, to me, what the book does, which is Unless that it's, like, deeply, pictures. like, vulnerable and authentic and open and honest. Like, she shows herself in an uh, ugly light, which I think especially for someone that's always... So perfect. Like, yeah, like, kind of held up as this bastion of, like, the ideal of female sexuality and beauty. Like, to represent... To, to show, like, a side of yourself that isn't necessarily very palatable, be that, like, when she describes the relationship with the sort of, sort of friend that she had when she was younger. Um For those who haven't read it, she just basically... um like outlines a kind of teen sort of you know frenemy style friendship with another girl another um, model yeah doesn't necessarily like she basically she's she's happy to or she's vulnerable she's she's like open enough to show herself in a way that i think Isn't is plattery. quite revealing yeah and not always plattery. no i
1: agree do you know what the bit that really struck me was when she says i pray when she talks about how she prayed every night for beauty I know, but it shows... So Beauty Lessons, I think, was That's one of my favourite essays. Essay, yeah. And and that... It really
0: um, contextualises how she feels about... How she's always felt about how she looked and the validation that she's had from being beautiful. Like you say, like, I think from a really early age, she was clearly, like, told from by her parents that beauty was this, like, incredibly important attribute. And she starts... I think she opens that essay with a story about how her mother always always tells this anecdote of the doctor couldn't believe what a beautiful baby Emily was when she was born he brought yes. his kids in the next day to see her like she has been defined by being beautiful from literally day one and that was what her parents focused on as her like special talent as her currency yeah and also her mum was incredibly beautiful and even then, she says of course like you know her parents were thrilled that she had something that could give her like an economic stability like I think the framing of her going into modeling is kind of interesting it was like the 2008 crash she was watching her friends like graduate uni and then go back into their parents and was like oh my god i need to make money um to have an adult life but her her parents encouraged her to model from when she was really young cuz like as she said people would stop them in the street and be like she really should be going into modeling it was just very obvious from day one she was yeah. incredibly beautiful and so her parents felt it was like their duty to encourage her
1: to make the most of that. And I can see how that leads to like toxic, a toxic relationship to your own body. So I thought Beauty Lessons was definitely the standout. Yeah, I I really liked that. And I think it just, yeah, it contextualizes like why she is the way she is. And especially because
0: I thought as well, at first, my sense of her mother was quite, um, like I was almost like, wow, I I like
1: Chet. to be like, is her mom alive? Like I'm surprised she's she? Yeah, her mom's alive. Um, Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. Cause, okay. So that was my one Criticism of the book was that too much dirty laundry about her parents.
0: But do you know what? I listened to her on Annie Max podcast changes, and actually, she reframed it in a much more compassionate way that then I understood. Like, oh, I see that now. Like, she basically was like, she went back to the beauty lessons chapter and contextualizes her mum's feelings about beauty as she mentions in the chapter, but basically her mum was told by her very strict Russian father that beauty was, like, not something to be proud of. It wasn't an achievement. Don't say thank you when people call you beautiful. You haven't done anything. Yeah. Um. Her mum had really been, like, beaten down by that kind of ideology. And so she was just trying to do the opposite with her own daughter, of, like, wear what you want. It's lovely when people call you beautiful. Like, revel in it. Like, it's great. And I think that's, like, so like bait isn't it in terms of how we all like inherit different trauma and pass things down like through generations like her mom was just trying to push back against what had happened to her and it was done in the most like well-meaning and like she was trying to make her daughter feel great about herself and actually I think like one of the things that Emily has said I think is like um she's had to unlearn like the ways that she had understood like love and specialness and like make a distinction between the two like I think she said even that she'd like kind of lost that distinction between the two as a young person and then that was true of her upbringing and then when she became a famous model and had this like instant feedback loop of the specialness of lovability it completely warped her understanding of like why she has like value essentially yeah
1: I, yeah I did just think the whole time Like I just And sorry this may sound really condescending And I don't mean it to be I just felt sorry for her Oh I do. I, I felt like, really sorry for her I feel like she's exhausting. like trapped in a system That like
0: she didn't even She's trapped within like a world That like she was kind of just thrust into By nature of the genetic lottery Yeah At like 13 And yes. her life has just and, and obviously like I But I do see like The, the critics of the book Like would say like it's not all, like, boo-hoo, you know? Like, I totally do see that, like, oh, yeah, okay, at the end of the day, you're, like, a very famous, very successful person, and she acknowledges that, I think, a lot. People wouldn't even be reading this book if she hadn't commodified her body in the first place. But, like, what else would you do? Sorry, like, you may as well... And I think, again, it's so easy for people to, like, shoot women down who say they're feminists if, like, well, you're operating within the system of capitalism. Well, yeah, no shit, so is everyone. Yeah, do you know what I mean, like, 100%. And the book, I don't think, is meant to be activism. And, and yeah, it fails if it is meant to be activism. But to me it was like it's like exploring those ideas. Yeah, I didn't know I think answers. you're right. There
1: was a was it the New York um, magazine review was like it asked a lot of questions, but does it provide any solutions? And I was yeah. like, well, why should it really? To why be should she?
0: Sorry. Who the hell else provides, like yeah. provide solutions? I actually just think it's like remarkable that she's written something that is as interesting as it is, that has as much depth it is. Okay, so do you know
1: what I I thought I thought absolutely fascinating to understand like what goes on behind the scenes of that industry and i thought she yes. made some amazing points and i i felt quite voyeuristic at points because i got mm. really excited yeah you do feel yeah. really voyeuristic it's deeply like um she, exposing she has on all so many levels, details but the one thing i will say is that yes firstly i do think there is a tone deafness at points like when she says like i couldn't possibly afford the eighty thousand to buy my um image portrait memory. my image back from that uh from that artist who's who, oh, and bl- Buying, myself back, the yeah, one buying that, myself back. Yeah, Buying Myself Back, basically. There's a photographer that had blown up image, images from her Instagram and was selling them at huge prices. And that's prices. the...
0: If you just want to read that piece as a little intro, you can read that with the new... It's, it was on In, the New York Times uh, website, new was York, it? Or was um, it the New York New York Mag. New York Mag. And it was like their most read piece of the year last yeah, year. exactly. It was kind of, I guess, what gave her the but then she's like settles on the fact the that like
1: you know i'll split it with my boyfriend okay you still spent 40k on an image of yourself like i think there are lots of bits where she positions herself as incredibly relatable and like the common part the every woman yeah but and it's like you're not though and I actually need to acknowledge that totally And i thought in that one that's like the chapter i think it's
0: called like because hello Halle berry um and it's about how she and her husband um were on a paid like all-paid-for trip to the Maldives in this £400 million resort, private island owned by, like, some super rich guy. She'd been paid loads of money to go on vacation there for five days and take a couple of pictures. And it is really interesting, because, again, I think, like, just because you participate in something doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a critic of it. And so I don't think she's lost if her I right to sense say... I got sent to the Maldives, to oh be I, you know I mean, but I think it was really interesting in that chapter, because she does, I think... She does do exactly what you're talking about a bit In that she separates herself from the rest of the guests And she's like all these other super rich people It's like Han you're literally one of them You're like a world famous supermodel Like you are just as much of a part of the system As all these other
1: people that you're like Projecting onto Yeah, I think she does like know that But I can see that I find her way more self So I finished the book quite conflicted And I was like I don't think you quite understand Some like who you are sometimes sorry Mm. i don't mean that in a deep sense more just like what you represent i think what you you represent other women i guess you never how could you and it's you okay i think maybe i felt like yeah you you, No, i agree with you totally yes i'm saying like she hasn't done that
0: like self like in like reflection yes
1: but then on podcast i think she really is so i wonder if it's something to do with the stylization of the The of her writing and i can tell that writing in a it is quite stylized like i do think she she enjoys lofty with it yeah she enjoyed the process of writing and i wonder if actually that may have held her back because she sounds way more self aware on podcasts when she's just speaking about her experiences yeah and i think maybe the actual written format for her is not the best because she's trying to prove something like she's trying to prove that she's a brilliant writer i don't think that was necessary I but didn't... she but she to me, that maybe again, this is just my opinion, but
0: I think she kinda of did prove it. Like, I think the book like really does prove that like I've I've actually liked her for a long time anyway. Like I always like like obviously liked her and was interested in her because I would always just thought like, Oh my god, that woman is like just insanely hot and like quite yeah. interesting and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it was really, like, when she got involved in, like, the Bernie Sanders campaign and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, you're actually, like, really smart and you have, like, socialist politics. No, I think she is really smart. I think she is really smart. I think this does validate all of that. Do you know what I mean? I think it does, like, say, like, yeah, so what? She's a model and an actress and she looks like the way she does, but she actually also has, like
1: really intellectual ideas
0: and wants to 100%. thoroughly interrogate her position in the world
1: basically i kind of felt like 12 essays was overkill when you're basically only mm. looking at your entire life through the lens of your body and it does feel mm. quite my myopic at times because it's like i don't it feels so repetitive and actually that is a criticism that i've seen throughout a lot That's of the critics yeah. and it's just like there's only so much we can hear about your relationship with your body when you're not really broadening it out mm. like it is so so insular and I think I mean one of the things I think we even
0: like touched on this really briefly before because we couldn't resist but not mention it is that she does she doesn't as much as she acknowledges um that she did kind of win the Gillette Lottery, she doesn't really acknowledge that like actually like her body has literally been held up as like the archetype of like the perfect female form that is actually unattainable to like 99.9% of women. Like it's really unusual. Like she is all sort of a freak of nature. And like I've always thought that about models. Like, I remember once when I saw years ago, it was might have been the first time I ever saw a model in real life or something, like a famous model and I saw Rosie, Rosie Huntington Whiteley yeah. in this like white leather dress and I was like, whoa, you are just not human. Like, you I remember look... you
1: saying she looks yeah, like from She's from another
0: planet, yeah. And I think... Um, like her body is not normal no and do you know what i mean and that's why she's made no like, one's shit boobs should of be that big and that perky. you can't be that thin and have <laughs> boobs of that size and perkiness usually do you know what yeah. i mean that's like not the i've never I don't, i've literally never seen anyone with a body so i did find that. that refreshing sorry actually you need to finish yeah. your point well i was just yeah, yeah i was just gonna say i don't think she acknowledges how the way that she looks has has perpetuated Unrealistic, um, body unrealistic body standards body standards Among women
1: And I, I'm not saying That she has to take Responsibility for that I don't think she should It's not her fault She looks like that But she could acknowledge it She could acknowledge it yeah. 100% Although And this isn't Against that point But an addendum Is that I do like the fact That she doesn't ever point At any point Say that she doesn't Feel beautiful she yeah, really she doesn't try and be like, "Oh, I'm." But yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. feel it. I feel she knows disgusting. she is because she knows she is, and day I, day I find that quite refreshing. Yeah. If not sometimes quite like almost like violently like, "Okay, you are like super owning this, Yeah. And you are just constantly okay." The one thing that I found slightly off putting, and I know I shouldn't, and that actually has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Emily Ratajkowski, and more just like my, I guess, relationship with women and beauty standards is just that I was just like I feel quite repelled by how often you are thinking about your hotness on an everyday level. But it's I, like exhausting. see. I actually found it quite sad because, I, and, and actually, sorry, yeah, I mean yeah. more sad. I think I was like, she's obviously
0: been like, you could like, she she contextualizes that. I think, and it's like she thinks about that because that's the frame within which she sees herself. Yeah. The framework. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She sees herself through like the, the like the lens of the male gaze. That's how yes. she understands herself and has since she was literally like 12 yeah but she says as well i think she went through puberty really early so she had like big boobs from like really quite young like 10 11 so she was kind of like sexualized by men when she was literally a child still so she's had this like just lifelong experience of that being put on her do you know what i mean like of course she would be a product of your environment in that sense yeah and i do think there's the element as well like it's what adele has said recently i think it was in the oprah interview like it's actually not her job to validate other, how other people feel about their bodies. To be a role model. Yeah, exactly. like she's not there to make other people feel okay about got how they her look. Own like. Shit. like, why should she? She's got other shit. Like, yeah, that's not her okay. responsibility. No, I fully man. agree with that. I mean, I have to
1: say, I
0: really did love the gossipy elements as well. Like, I think love like salacious that. stuff is fun. Like also just knowing how much you get
1: paid to do yeah, shit. Yeah, like the
0: fact that she got paid twenty five thousand to go to the Super Bowl with that like disgraced yes. um, Malaysian financier. I quite like the way she framed like the reality of using Instagram for a person like that. Do you know what I mean? She's like, oh, may as well get the picture out of the way. I had to like put a bit of makeup on, I had to ask my husband to like do like I don't know. I quite liked and she got this big oxytocin here when she gets all the lights coming in, even though there's like a million of them. Yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was interesting. I thought but that was really
1: good that she revealed that.
0: I thought as well, like In terms of her vulnerability, it's really interesting in the, like, Men Like You um, essay, which is essentially, like, a riposte to the guy who is essentially trying to sell, like, NFTs of old naked pictures of her. He's a photographer that she worked with who's given interviews in the past that are, like, just rude. And he's obviously just one of these gross, weird perps that has just he kind of sums up how so many of these like older men in the modeling industry are um but she says she talks about like why she got the role in Gone Girl and so like she's always like tried to sort of use it as something that like makes her feel really proud that she's in this like quite prestigious film with a prestigious director and it's David Fincher and like actually the reality that she knows is that she got the role because Ben Affleck mentioned her when David Fincher said that he wanted like a woman that like all men love and all women hate and like she was topless in the scene and like ultimately she knows that she got that role like because she, yeah, because of how she looks, because of the blurred lines, and it was like, that to me was like actually sad. It's really sad tired. that blurred lines, like, is kind of a good way. She basically I says yes, and she, though, and she brought. Do you? Oh God, love she it. said that. Like, I read that she initially had hidden that experience within another essay as well, because she really didn't want it to be like its own big thing. Like she'd mentioned the sexual assault, the grope within a um, another piece, and then I think after conversations with her editor and stuff, realised like that essentially. Reflects how she feels more broadly in the general thrust of the book, which is that like she had this particular belief system that's cracked. She's now gone back and looked with like fresh eyes at a lot of her experiences, and like I think that is so true of so many women, like not just models. Like we've talked about stuff like that so many times. Like I remember like when we just had conversations about, um, you know, like what things were like when we were teenagers. Like there's only two years between us, but like they're still quite similar, and it's always been like quite telling. Like I think it's just. It's indicative of our wider culture like when you're growing up it is true like hot girls like do have the like seemingly have the power yes. and like older men fancying you is like cool and you place a lot of value in how like desirable you are and you think of it as like an honor when like older men pay you attention even i though still now. feel that now yeah i mean to be honest I, like we used to go like some me and like my gals used to go like clubbing in central london when we were, like, did you 17. go to Duluth? we did go to Duluth. We to yeah Toulouse. and we obviously thought we were like so cool, like, like Movida, Amica. Oh my god, um, all those kind of clubs. Yes. Cristal. Oh, what was it called? Cristal? Crystal? Crystal? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Maya. Anyway um and obviously because we were underage because we were 17 we'd always try and like friends up different promoters and stuff to um get in with our yeah. id and sit at their table and drink their free drinks and obviously we wanted always cranberry
1: juice and vodka or yeah or orange
0: <laughs> and vodka or red bull and vodka it'd be like yeah. one of those yeah. three wouldn't it they'd be the mixes or if you're lucky a bottle of champagne comes out and you get to hold the sparkler and then it like goes how, away again how unbelievably it's tragic like when you prop. actually yeah look back at it <laughs> um but yeah the way that I used to think, like, it was so flattering when these greasy, gross, loserish old men would, like, show his attention just because they, like, had a bit of money and they were older and, like, you know what I mean? You'd think, Disgusting. like, oh, he's, like, a, this is, like, a promoter. Like, they're flattering me. They're, like, like, one time I remember literally this promoter, like, squeezing, hanging up my dress and squeezing my bum and, like, saying something about how, like, I must work out and go to the gym. And now I look back on it, I'm, like, literally that's sexual assault. That is Whereas at the time, assault. I was, like... I always thought that guy was gross. I'd always thought he was a bit of a weird guy and we'd been like, mm, we're just gonna use him to like get it. But And you were only seventeen. Yeah, we were only seventeen. And like I just look back at it and it's like so funny how you see it in hindsight. Like I even thought, like, you know in like Lisa Today's book, like in Three Women, how the woman that was like groomed by the teacher, she's yeah. looking back at it differently. Like, I remember yeah, I used to think that idea of like, oh, how fun, like an affair with a teacher. Whereas now you realize like that's a gross misconduct, that's yeah, like an abuse of power. So true. Like you when you're a teenage girl, you're never ever gonna you see don't understand the, world those the power eyes. dynamics. Yeah. And you think, like we say, yeah, you, you're you delusional or you're like naive enough to think that like um, desirability is power. Yeah. And actually, like, yeah. it's not. And I remember, like, I think you should definitely talk actually. I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. But Ellie wrote this amazing piece when we were both at GQ together. They were doing like a big, GQ was doing a big um, Me Too uh, portfolio. Yeah. And Ellie wrote a piece about her experiences at Oxford Uni. Essentially, about the misogynistic culture there and whether or not it had changed. Uh, yes. How many years on
1: was it? Um, I, think I think it was like five years and on. I, no. My
0: jaw, I'll yeah. let you give the specific examples, but believe me, like my jaw was on the
1: floor when I was reading Ellie's piece. Yeah, so I think it's again like what we were saying about the Emirata stuff is looking back and realizing mm. how what you thought, what was you like thought funny you were, Yeah, you thought you were like gaming silly, the system at the yeah. time, but actually, you were a victim of it. Um, I just remember at Oxford there was just all these moments where, like, I remember I was friends with these guys who, to be fair, I did really get on with, but they would often like make me iron their shirts. I, I'm sorry, they would make like that to me. I think they weren't Sussex, they like, like they weren't like liberal forcing me like. like, But I can't. But I just remember it happening. Like, why else would I be doing? Why it? the it's fuck like... were you ironing a man's shirt at university? I know. Do you know what I mean? So like, also, the but I do think
0: that. I do, I do think... think like rate all the girls according to like. Yeah. So and there just, was like, a fit list.
1: So there was a fit list, and I'm and I remember. And it and was all over like in the top five so you know. that's all I cared about yeah. <laughs> all I cared like, about you this is actually
0: like really misogynistic no, and inappropriate like, shit. but am I in the top five yes
1: then? so Which it was all awesome. it was like front page of the mail and everything and also I remember the guy that was like the main guy part of it was like really upset, and we were on the ski trip, and he was like, "I can't believe I'm like front page of the mail, and I'm so devastated." Oh my god, you like feeling sorry. And then for he him. tried to get with me. No. And he had a girlfriend. He was my friend. <gasps> no. And I was like, "Oh my god." Go away. But I was like, "This is just so classic." To be fair, just, but the entitlement. Like, yeah, it's just he actually wasn't one of the worst. To be fair, but anyway, I was like, "Why?" Anyway, I was like, "Classic." I do get this a lot. Actually, I do find that women are just like often men will just gravitate towards women just to be comforted and yeah. that's all we're there for yeah. and then you'll try and get with us Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway so yeah there was a fitless scandal and yeah as you say I kind of just cared about whether I was on it or not and beyond that I didn't really give a shit and also there was one guy in our friendship group that we gave um, a t-shirt to I'm not going to say his name but it said Rapey let's say he was called Tom Rapey Tom because he was quite like rapey <laughs> i guess and we thought
0: that was hilarious no, that was like a funny joke whereas actually it's like mate you're probably like three steps away from like actually raping someone and being in jail
1: oh, thing is i don't well, know if, no. probably not just, in jail recently, yeah but, but then i don't know i'm also like
0: but, doing something completely that crosses the line
1: yeah i don't know why we thought he was rapey but either way that's such a really problematic thing to put on a t-shirt yeah, I don't even think he was rapey, but it was more I, I, more I that they would be funny that he is. It's more he, like, yeah, yeah, why did we all find that funny? Yeah. Your understanding of where you fit in a system, yeah, you yeah, say the you power think- dynamics of, um, and I think all,
0: like I say, and how internalized misogyny plays out, particularly among like teenage girls, and really right up to you or in your later
1: twenties, and you actually have. But the then, interestingly, so going back to the fitness scandal, I remember a lot of girls being like, "Actually, I think." We have over dramatized it in hindsight oh really being like okay yeah we didn't care at the time but now with all the context that we have now about what was acceptable and pc and everything that we know about feminism and stuff we're now attributing all of that yeah you're giving like a modern lens to something that at the time was actually like relatively harmless and and now we're like oh my god we were all traumatized but we weren't and so i do sometimes i'm so me and my friends actually have had this debate where i was like that was really problematic and they were like was it it was kind of harmless the footless was kind of harmless i know but like would you have felt that if you you're like bottom of the list like how did the girls feel that like felt that it. they were like yeah rated
0: as like yeah it's weird attractive like that you probably would carry that for a long time yeah i mean i, I guess... that's like my nightmare Do you know what i mean if i knew that like loads of people that you know have put you like and again and, I, and yes, that that's i think true. that speaks to internalized misogyny though that yeah. deeply would like cut me to my core which really it shouldn't at all it should be fucking irrelevant
1: yeah yeah like, yeah but, yeah no you're yeah. right you're right yeah i guess the main issue is like don't attribute trauma to things you might to tra- traumatize no by. you're right you're
0: right yeah 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 and at the time
1: but i think yeah as a young person let me like say you just you
0: really don't have like the, the context yeah to actually understand how problematic exactly some things are
1: definitely and i think well you can read my piece on gq.co.uk but um I spoke to all these guys about how much they were doing consent classes and classes to do um Oh that was it, yeah. That was awareness. like how they changed in the face of me too. So they had changed, but then and in the day when I spoke to all these men, they were saying about all these progressive steps and there was no problem, no problem, no problem. And then I went out on a night out and I got completely abused, verbally abused. Some a guy a guy yeah. came up to my face and called me a cunt sorry if really? that offends anyone but um yeah that's in the piece oh, and you on your own and well. then i got molested in the nightclub oh, you did i feel like even wait, like wait, weirdly wait. like my brain has even blocked those pieces molested those is when you're underage isn't it i wasn't molested. no i think molested well i don't know i actually don't know Well, basically someone put their yeah. hand up my skirt yeah and yeah and i was yeah so but maybe some people would say well if you're reporting in a nightclub that's what happens but it shouldn't be that. But it shouldn't. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it was more just like I was quite interested by the fact that by day, everyone said all the right things. But then by night, just as soon as I people start having a few drinks, they're like behaving
0: terribly. Yeah. I quite like the way it finishes on her experience of pregnancy and motherhood and giving birth to a son. And there's some level where her body is like her own again. I actually had her say as well She wanted to have like A whole essay on like Breastfeeding alone Because she was like That was like the thing That like blew her mind Everyone is obsessed um,
1: Okay so Bit of intel on the Telegraph stats Oh we'll go on Our review Of yeah. Channel 4's documentary Breastfeeding my boyfriend Has like topped our like
0: Really? Our I haven't actually seen that documentary For like, four Should i four weeks watch it? running
1: No I, We gave it a really bad review Which is like basically No one really breastfeeds Their boyfriends But they no. picked like One example It's like of a weird Classic it. Channel 4 To do yeah. that kind of thing It's like it? Oh one person said they do it And two people said they don't but for some reason that's enough of a case study. Um, but yeah, I'm like every fucking day it's like, oh, breastfeeding Everyone's my boyfriend review has ooh. got loads of- like, People
0: are so basic. I think that's kind of a funny thing though. We can all be as like lofty as we want, but you when you see find the stats that stats on, on fucking hub guys. online,
1: yeah. let like
0: say like the biggest piece is always with GQ, uh, the two biggest constantly through Google that would have traffic, you know, throughout the year, consistently, even if the piece hadn't been updated, average salary, Average penis size.
1: Sorry, and Melania's nudes. <laughs> Melania's nudes because CQ got dip the off Melania while, nude you know. exclusive. Melania what is the average nudes. penis size? I don't know because, funnily enough, I have not read the piece, so I couldn't tell you. I think we should it's a um, duty of care to our listeners. To our listeners <laughs> to be, to actually, I did watch today on this morning. The man's the man with the world's largest penis oh, came I on this saw morning. Like a Thirteen still that inches. On social, social media. That people okay, are, so the like, average penis by. size is five inches. So the guy had thir- a thirteen-inch penis. I'm not very good at measurements so I don't even know what that would be. Well, like that, a tube. Imagine, you know when you put a po- when you roll up a poster and put it in a cylindrical tube. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, okay. So we've been wishing on for ages. We must Kathis, what else take a we turn well I
0: actually feel like we should chat about Made because Made. it's a big Netflix show I don't know how many of you have seen it but I would highly highly recommend it's all about motherhood so I feel that does feed on quite nicely from the Emirata to chat uh, it's got Margaret Qualey and Andy McDowell in it mother daughter duo like real life mother daughter duo play a mother daughter duo such a
1: trend in Hollywood at the moment
0: it really is and also it just like like the kid of the famous actor is just like the hottest property aren't they basically like margaret quay yeah. I, I actually didn't clock until all the press around made who margaret quayley was i'd always thought why is this like okay this sounds so mean and really like counter intuitive given everything that we've just been talking about like with enrata but i did my mean cynical internalized misogyny side did think a bit like why is this really average chick like everywhere like she's not that beautiful like she's quite beautiful in a quite sweet goofy way but like why is she the model du jour? Like, why is she yeah. Chanel's muse? Why oh, is, is she? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff with Chanel. I was just like, why? Why? I, I think there was like, do you remember? There was like... Um, but why? Whisperings that oh, maybe her and made... Cara Delevingne were together. Oh, really? Like, this was like last year. I'm talking about like literally a year ago when I like first even heard her name. Also, could be pronouncing that wrong, I hope Margaret I'm Margaret... Qualley? Qualley? I hope it's Quayle. I mean, it's obviously the dad's surname. Anyway. Yeah. Um... I loved it. What did you think? Do you want I, to give some
1: context? So some context. So the context is Margaret Quayley, if that is indeed how you say her name, <laughs> plays a single mother yes. um, with a young, young child and she tries desperately to get work to get by and she gets work as a cleaner. She's emotionally
0: abused in the first episode. So it's basically about domestic violence that's actually emotional as well, isn't yes. it? Because she... Leaves her partner and the father of her child, and goes to a domestic violence shelter after like a particularly scary, very uh, violent, but not like physically violent. Well, was physically violent, but you know, like he's like throwing stuff at the wall that's like an inch from her head and screaming and shouting. Like it's that behaviour that's like, if there's anything that we've learned from study of like domestic abuse, it's like it was clearly going to lead on to like definitely much more physical. Exactly, it was a gateway. Yeah.
1: and it's based on a memoir. So it's based on Stephanie Land's memoir, *Made: Hard Work, Low Pay, A Mother's Will to Survive*. And interesting, I read an interview with stephanie she's never been able to hire a cleaner
0: was it the interview so i read a piece with her maybe it was even like a first person piece but i thought it was really interesting i read something where she basically talks about how jarring it is to now be the successful person and people think because she has money she would never have been a cleaner and like yeah there's this really people have they're like well not someone like you you're educated you have a degree like obviously you wouldn't have been a cleaner And she's like obviously i would yeah i think it really um again like the uk is far from perfect like our um the state like support system is broken and there are so many people going under the radar and I'm not trying to um idealize like the system that we have but my god it makes it even more like it gives even more um clarity to how unbelievably like unsupportive the social system is in America
1: Yes like, I thought it was really clever The way the series um, They and So when they're, whenever she's in court Trying to get custody of her child Or like whenever she's going through do- Paperwork Whatever They like substitute The what it actually says on the paper What they're actually saying yeah. In court for like Legal 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 and I love that legal, actually legal. I think that made it more fun so Didn't it good. It gave it like a more arty fun edge Because that is totally Yeah, yeah like, If you're in court legal, you're Legal legal
0: legal 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 Yeah, legal, legal, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> That is exactly how you would be in court yeah. You wouldn't understand a word they were saying And it would just be like legal, legal.
0: Yeah, totally. I really like that. Because it was like, that's it's very... Like, that was the only, like, departure from, like, realism, essentially, in the way they what shoot it. What I didn't it,
1: like it? was the way... So she has a very finite amount of money that's constantly either going up or going down. And they show that on the side of the screen by, like, oh, showing yeah, yeah, the dollar yeah. sign. And then, like, $20 and then she uses petrol
0: and it's, like, down. To, like, I hated that. Why oh, is really that necessary? See, I feel like... I quite like that because I think it... Um, it amplified just how, like, insecure her situation is and how, like...
1: Can't you just being show Being on that... the verge
0: like that all the time. Like, the financial insecurity and, like, the anxiety that that would cause, <sighs> I feel like it almost, like, encourages the yeah, maybe. viewer to pick up on that anxiety. I thought it was
1: trying to be, like, too, like, modern. With just like the, the way they presented it. Interesting. Also, two two criticisms because we love to we love to cancel. Know, a show. To, also, we have to be well,
0: no, I think we have to be fair, like no, we have I, to
1: be fair. We, I we I you know, if we No, might, I loved like, it, but so I there's always a reason why a show has been problematic, right? So I'm just gonna say. It. Yeah, of course, because no one can do anything because nothing is like the perfect piece of art. No, like exactly. no one can So The Guardian said that the show was problematic because it didn't actually show the backbreaking nature of being a maid, which I actually I actually kinda get that. I get that, and actually my favourite scenes were the cleaning scenes
0: well i did think it was i like i I mean it sounds a bit um
1: like sadistic but in terms of what you're saying
0: like i do think they showed that like when she breathes in all the chemicals and she's like violently throwing up
1: because she's been breathing
0: in all the all the like toxic fumes from like the bleach
1: i guess like an an rt like like, they're using an rt director would have probably done like you know um what's that film where rooney mara eats pumpkin pie for 10 minutes straight Mm, I don't know. You're gonna to have to look Oh, it up it's me. um Ladybird? No. Wait, I'm just gonna to have to um look it up. Is it um Hang on. Bear with me. Oh, it's a ghost story. Okay, quite interesting. I've never seen that. Basically there was this a quite amazing scene. Is where, that the one the scary one? No, it's basically really more no, I'm thinking of the scary one with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh no no, it's, like, it's, the um, widow it's with Casey Affleck and she basically loses her husband and becomes incredibly depressed, and there is okay. a scene where you watch her um, reckoning with her grief basically, and there is this literally unflinching, probably like eight or nine minute scene where she eats an entire apple pie or Oh yeah, pie. but see, I don't really like that. I find that kind of shit
0: way too arty and annoying. I find that oh, pretentious. See, I, oh, I'm like, oh, come see, I quite like that. Eight it. minutes of the pie, huh? And we get it. Yeah, like, no, I do get yeah. that. I do
1: get that. But I guess maybe I would have found it maybe interesting to just watch her do a proper scene. I know stint. what you mean. It
0: would have been kind of interesting to see her clean a house from top to bottom. It like, never looks
1: that hard. The way they present it, when obviously it's backbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like horrifically. Also, the fact that like like I do find it interesting the way I don't know what Stephanie Land's ethnicity is. She's white. She 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 is white. Okay, so fair enough. They have a white character because the memoir is from a white writer. It's based on that memoir. But another criticism I saw was just like considering in the US the Latin like sixty five percent of maids are Latina. It's weird to focus it on a yeah on a white cleaner. Yeah, I do hear that. But anyway, I would really recommend that. Yeah, loved it. it was um, so good. What is it, about
0: eight episodes, something like that? And it's just, um, it's, it's one of those weird programs that sits between like the heavy duty and the fun. Like I wouldn't call it fun, but it's not so, like it's not Squid Game, you know? Like you'll be able to watch it. I found Squid Game fun. See I literally Was <laughs> Maybe
1: I've say it I know it. what you mean It's <laughs> like a sadistic
0: Kind of fun like, Oh my god did you see on? Chrissy
1: Teigen Had a Squid he... Game party Yeah I saw Ridiculously
0: tone deaf Yeah that is a bit tone deaf like Especially your... with Chrissy Teigen Like the I like Chrissy Teigen But I know how much She has been like
1: I used to love her And I'm like mate You just cannot stop yourself Yeah stop, like stop just hun stop. Just literally stop Stop having Instagram Someone um, take John Legend needs to take, to, like, her, take her phone away. Log in off her But
0: I actually And maybe we shouldn't Okay this is going to be a tangent Because we didn't even say We were going to talk about Squid Game But I feel like we actually that's haven't that's even discussed. Because um, obviously, you know, so full disclosure, I'm a bit of a philistine when it comes to subtitles. Like, I always put off watching stuff with subtitles because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to have to concentrate that much. Like, I want to be able to make dinner or like look at my phone or whatever, um, which I know is not actually a good Shouldn't way to watch screen. things. Yeah. And so I'd kind of put it off at first. I was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to watch that. And like in the past, Ellie's been like, hey, do you want to come to this film with me tomorrow night, the screening? And I'm like, maybe, what's the film? And she's like, it's actually a French film. And I'm like, no. Goodbye. And she's like, I hate. You. I mean, like, you wouldn't me, even come with that. me,
1: even if it was a um, non-French film. You don't yeah. even go to the cinema with me. No, I know. I hate
0: the cinema. Full stop. Why? so You ain't getting me. Well, I'd just rather watch at home. But, anyway, but why? It's just like more cozy and fun. But you get free home.
1: wine at my screenings. I know, but I'd rather drink my own wine, like wine in my own
0: living. You room. never drink wine. I know. Her? I'm not even really a wine drinker. But lots anyway, of issues here. I know. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: I really, really like Squid Game, and I think you'll be pleased to know I actually watched Parasite after that. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, because I was like, okay, we're in there, like subtitles like south korean vibe now we can just
1: we can continue do it.
0: with it and obviously loved it and thought it was like, amazing and like it's so right like for some reason an english language film just wouldn't be able to well they haven't for some reason like why is it these films are so popular or the series like they are capturing something and they're saying something about like the general state of like advanced capitalism maybe yeah that, like, yeah we can't really seem to um do, do in english language films
1: anymore and i yeah i loved squid game but back to crusty's against party yeah. <laughs> i think it's Totally disgusting That she had her rich friends dress up as poor people And then like Win a trip to Napa Yeah is that what they did They won a trip to Napa She like gave a trip yes. At the end Yeah it's and they, fucking like, weird and, isn't and it and John, is John, death, John Legend saying. wore the mask So in Squid Game Like the hosts That basically like Overlord over this Horrible sadistic game Where poor people Fight to the death for money And the, the hosts get Like a kick out of it They wear these special masks Of um Oh there's like Animal of, and, masks of, So they're like glittery Yes and John Legend Wears one of them
0: yeah, well, it's just it it does prove that they are a little bit more like tone deaf than I might have given them credit for like a year ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I did. It did point, make me go like, down a rabbit guys. hole
1: of like Chrissy Teigen' missteps, where she apparently tweeted what well, she did tweet last year, being <laughs> like, "Guys, what's the like most you've accidentally spent on something shit at a restaurant?" Oh yeah, she drunk had
0: they'd been given the wrong thirteen
1: thousand dollar wine. Yeah. wine. But you know what? I would be I would totally be arre- I would in prison, death, but like. Because I couldn't pay. I it.
0: know what she's saying when people were like, Are you serious? And she's like, Look, I'm not trying to say that that's normal. I'm saying that this is a time that we got bipped up. We got bipped, we're famous. Like, okay,
1: but I think the problem is she definitely couched it as this is normal.
0: No, I don't know. And I'm, in a funny way, it goes back to what I we were saying about Zarata in a way of just this thing about famous people like operating within this vacuum where they think that they're not famous and rich. Celebrity dysmorphia yeah. is what the New York Times calls Ooh, it. Oh, okay. I like Fancy that. Fantastic little term. Celebrity, Oh my God, I'm actually really into that. Yeah, yeah I'm into dysmorphia. it um, Yeah, they think that like they are separate from rather than acknowledging that they're part of that system and they uphold
1: it and perpetuate yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's it. Because yeah. they think that it's normal because they're comparing themselves to other, even richer, more delusioned people. Slubs. So they are normal in certain comparison to them, I guess. Yeah. True. So that's made... Or oh, in a way as well,
0: the discussion of fame that we just had. I don't know how up-to-date people are. Apologies, listeners, if you're the kind of people that run out and get a booked the minute it goes on shelves... But No I think Sally Rooney's book um, What Beautiful World Where Are You Is quite relevant Really it's an exploration Of fame And a big part Isn't it Like it's obviously So for those That haven't read it Sally Rooney Obviously is the very Celebrated Irish author She's what 31 something She's like The voice The millennial voice Like she's had Three books out Uh, Normal People was made Into a TV show Last year With um Daisy Edgar Jones And Paul Mascal, um, Who was obviously The breakout
1: star Like gorgeous Gorgeous man that he is And I think you um, Sorry Paul Mascal, But forevermore Will only play Paul Mascal. Oh uh, Connell He'll always be Connell Do you mean Yes he'll always be Connell Yeah sorry, Always Connell Sorry yeah. I tried to say That's He's already like, clever yeah. <laughs> Paul <all> Mescal Will <laughs> always be Paul <laughs> Maskell <Mezcal. laughs> Yes he will Clearly adds. Yeah, um, Stop me on the margs Stop
0: you on the margs The spicy margs um, Yeah he Is amazing Connell's he's chain. Top. Just have a little look on Instagram for those that don't know.
1: And he, anyway, no, no, he's I'm not in this laughing. book. He's, he's not, not in this not book. In this book. <laughs> Back to beautiful
0: world, where are you? So it's Sally Rooney's third novel. It was really eagerly anticipated. Wait, why people did have been, we talk about him in the first place? I think because we were just contextualising oh, Sally see, um, People have been really hyped for the book. It was like I saw something crazy. Like copies were selling for like twenty yeah. grand on advanced copies on eBay. We both read it.
1: They could have just bought it off, I read I should it on like like a And it was definitely a great holiday read. We- I don't know if this just makes me like a philistine and quite stupid and like dense, but I so I loved conversations with normal people. So sorry, conversations with friends. <laughs> conversations with normal people, although they could have been a, it could have I been mean, they are work, all to be sort of a saga within the same wider <laughs> yeah, story. It could have they? just been conversations like the story with normal people, of the Irish university students, exactly. But, but those her first two books were fun because most of it is just about a relationship and lots of dialogue. Mm. Whereas I do think Beautiful World, where are you? Tries to be Quite pompously academic
0: It is And I see what you're saying And I know people Had a
1: real I issue not keep up personally. So I don't
0: know Again if you've read it um, the So the, the broad uh, Story format Is that it's the, About two couples Alice, Alice and Felix Simon and Eileen uh, The themes are Kind of like Meaning, art Friendship The price of fame And it follows The two couples Through the prism Of the two women Who are best friends
1: And they're letters and, To each other And
0: um, they send emails To each other oh, yes, Again emails. but they're like Oh how millennial Uh hun like when would we ever email that wasn't about work like we would never do that I wouldn't send you a long email about like Life and the meaning of literature. Do you know ever in a million years? Like it just isn't something. That, and I do find that about Sally Rooney generally. I always think it is quite like pompous and quite like heightened. But then I sometimes think, like you say, well, I think, oh, well, maybe I'm a Philistine and maybe people no, like No, no one sends each other our emails. Like, do people do this? I don't know. I send like, it to maybe my granddaddy people. Yeah, like, I don't and know. And, but I really like the emails because I actually found all that pontificating actually quite interesting. Like, I think it had value and purpose. I know a lot of people really didn't. Interesting. But I thought, like, there's that whole section on like the collapse of the late Bronze. Like basically, what she essentially does in the emails, what they essentially do is they um discuss stuff like capitalism, how young people should feel politically engaged, the kind of wilderness that we find ourselves in, and also um art the purpose of the author, the purpose of fiction. Like, it's it's very lofty and highbrow and slightly annoying, and I do agree with you in that. But I actually think there was really profound bits as well. Like, the... I can't remember what page it's on now, so this is really unhelpful. I'm sorry, guys. But when they do discuss, like, the fall of late Bronze... The late Bronze Age, I thought it was really interesting because I think, at the end of the day, like what that what that story is used for is to say these really, really um, sophisticated civilizations have died out and there's no record of them even. And like, you know, like we're not supervious to like that, I think. Yeah. essentially what it's saying. Like history is a cycle and like we think that we are the pinnacle of humanity and yeah, okay, we are in a lot of ways technologically and blah, blah, blah. But clearly the road that we're on right now is not looking good for humans. Let's face yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Like for this civilization that we currently have, like it ain't looking good. So I actually did find that quite profound. And I also really liked the moment she talks about, I think it's Eileen. No, it's Alice, the writer. So she's a, just for context as well, guys. So the two jobs of Alice and Eileen. Eileen um, is a editorial assistant at like a literary magazine. Yeah. Which is something that Sally really has done herself. So it's something that she knows about, but she's on like a tiny salary, hasn't moved much throughout her entire 20s, um, writes the occasional piece, but, you know, it's not that exciting. Whereas Alice has had a very successful Novel career She's released Definitely two...
1: based on Sally reading herself Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like It's she's like doing She's doing
0: reckoning With success With and fame celebrity What it's yeah. like to be well But married. Alice has this Massive nervous breakdown Like pre the start of the book The character has had A huge nervous breakdown When she was in New York And had to come back to Ireland And has rented this house In Ballyfina Which is this like Country area of Ireland um, And is kind of You know not off-grid, but living this very quiet life to try and sort of um, recuperate after this very big mental breakdown that was caused by the really disorientating experience of fame. Um, I think that the point where Alice makes, or even when she's talking about, and again, it it is worthy and it is annoying, and it's all those things that people say that uh, Sally Rooney is. Like, it was an American critic, I can't remember who now, I have to check, but they called it like sanctimony literature, and I do see that, but... What do they mean by that? That it's very um, It's gesturing Do you know what I mean It's like It's very It's like Pontificating all the time About the morals of capitalism And this and that But rarely is it like Actually giving answers Or doing any kind of Again in a funny way Similar to Emrata like yeah. That it is like It's not Useful activism And I yes. do agree with that with the, with the students Like they're not activists Like they talk about this and that And they think this is great And you know what I mean But like, actually What are they doing But Yeah that's very true But I did really like Like the bit where she talked like it stuck with me i read the book in september it's now mid november and i remember it clear as day like when she's in like a agent or a little shop and she talks about how all this are all these like luridly colored plastic covered items like 70 percent of the world is literally subjugated and like and exploited for us to be able to do that like most of the world suffers for the 10 percent of people like we are in the uk to be able to walk into a shop and buy whatever we want Yeah, like it is gross and i'm not saying she offers any answers she doesn't again she raises questions but i think it is quite profound like it is gross the way that we live in a lot of ways and i actually don't think it was like irrelevant like all the theorizing on anti-capitalism i think was useful because ultimately as well like yes as i said the characters do lots of like posturing and very little activism but i think that speaks to how like powerless all of us feel in this day and especially our age do you know what I mean like Simon is an example of someone that's like trying their best that he's like wedding himself ideologically to like being the best and the most moral and his dad's like diagnosis that he's yeah. got um, uh, what is it he's got a messiah complex uh, Simon by the way is the sort of a love interest of Eileen he's five years older. someone she's known from home um but he actually still and he works for like a left-wing think tank this niche left-wing think tank he could have got a way better job and yet he does this because he believes it's like the morally right thing to do yet he still feels completely powerless and that actually he's wasting his time and I think that's how most people of our age feel like we can recognize the problems we know how grave and like overwhelmingly serious they are but what the fuck can we do yeah like that is actually how do
1: you know what you're actually making me want to go and read it again because I so I think, and this I think this makes me. And this is what I was saying before. I think you're way, I think you're maybe a more intelligent reader in some ways. Basically, I think that if I have an idea of a writer in a book, I very much want to read it within that framework. And I think because normal people in conversations with friends, to me, had been about relationships and it was all about yeah. the hypnosis of the dialogue and the tension, yeah, and the stalemate and the sex scenes. And and the sex like, scenes yeah. I assume Beautiful World, Where Are You would be like that, and if it, it is about those two couples and this amazing sex scene between Simon and Eileen comes quite close to the start so i was frustrated that all these like quite academic philosophical essays they were like getting in the way they were of getting like in the, the relationships way. no i do they getting getting the way. and i think that's saying. only because i wanted something that i had expected from sally yeah. rooney's writing and you do expect which is unfair of me and close-minded and i'm gonna read it again and be a bit more intelligent but about my reading i think you are right and i think in a way at first i was disappointed
0: in that i was like oh it's just the same book again but actually like is there something wrong With that Like you should <laughs> ex- Do you know what I mean Like from an artist Like we expect an artist To That's
1: what Adele does yeah. Every album. Do you know
0: what I mean Like so actually Am I just being like A really judgmental bitch Being like Oh you've just basically Done the same again A stilted frustrating Relationship where no one Tells each other How they really feel Great yeah. and you know hot But actually And like everyone says Three word sentences To each other And like there's this Huge unspoken tension That easily could be Sorted out if everyone Just went for one drink At the pub <laughs> And instead, <laughs> they don't They spend like Chapters Literally. and chapters In hours Agony. which by like, the way
1: i would have to sorry it's not to hate on salarini but no one's no one has that problem of communication no
0: they don't do they that no. is what i have thought that is the thing have like we I ever say. Really had readable, that problem with I'm any sorry. boys so Be, we know. like just say how you feel but that is like this is ridiculous this the, is like ridiculous. even with eileen and simon how why aren't they together from like it's conversational chapter three. three balls like guys yeah you could have just you know, sacked Cashed all of us in out. And just, you know, got together but then there's you no realise you're soulmates in chapter three Maybe so and I did find yeah. that with Colin and Marianne as well
1: Like, stop making this big hoo-ha of your relationship And just get together, for God's sake That's
0: the thing But maybe, like, felt, you know. ease of
1: communication Comes at the expense of sexual tension
0: Yeah, and maybe, like, I'm also projecting onto other like maybe like ease of communication is something that we recognise but actually maybe there are loads of people that don't find it as easy to express themselves 100% you know and I mean? also we've been it's in like,
1: long term relationships yeah so
0: obviously you can be like a militant mean rude bitch and say everything you truly feel and like yeah you know, exactly you can, like, yes. you're not like trying but to hold back any part of yourself exactly. so maybe we are like terrible examples one thing that I sense.
1: will say is that and maybe we should use this to End on to wrap up because we've been. Are you going to say
0: Felix? I feel like we really need to
1: talk about. Oh Felix. no. Okay. No, i can say something else. The famous writer Alice.
0: The novel starts with her meeting Felix, who's an Amazon warehouse worker, yes. um, on a date because they matched hands, on Tinder. Sally really likes yeah. to point out, and that is where, like you say, you can see the failing of like her portrait of the working class. Yes like, like she you is really in this very need into to focus on class. his calloused
1: I- hands as like I get the working class. Tr- guys. She's. Tr-
0: I see what you're, she's trying to do. She's trying to. Um She's trying to make the comparison of like labor and work, which I think is really interesting. Like when she compares like Alice's work with his work, like I've always thought that like the myth of hard work is actual bollocks, like hard work, like people in supermarkets are working harder than most people in offices will oh, of ever course. understand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So And I think that's one of the big like illusions of capitalism is that hard mm-hmm. work equals success. Well, no, it fucking doesn't. Like there are people sat in their asses doing sweet FA and yeah, making yeah, loads of money. Like they That's a, a very big difference about hard
1: manual work versus like... Yeah, I and think like I think she does got, like... Yeah.
0: But I think totally that and the only the only thing you said to me at the time, you were like, I thought Felix was very flimsy. And I was like, he is, he is. Like she, I think I she think basically focuses on At the character. expense of
1: Felix. So Felix becomes this like really two-dimensional character and he just doesn't seem quite as real. So there was one bit. So I thought, I mean, I don't know how many, like how aware of the working class Sally Rooney is and maybe she maybe is she's working class. let's face it. Well, I don't know. But, but maybe she is and maybe she definitely has lived experience in that. But I found like she wanted to explore the working class but didn't really have a grasp of it. And fair enough, I definitely am of the belief that writers should be able to talk about experience they haven't necessarily lived in. But mm-hmm. then you need to flesh it out more. So there was this particular scene where Felix has a, a showdown with his brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and I was like, I just felt And maybe this speaks to my own prejudice I don't know, but like I felt like showing the working class character Having this like pub brawl With his brother At a party like, was like, See, interesting, completely see, I, unnecessary. Unnecessary. It I felt like I felt like that actually fleshed him out a bit as a
0: character oh, really? Up until that point I felt like you got very little About why would he so start? Like, sh- whereas then you're like, oh that's why the way you are You're like emotionally constipated because like yeah, but they Your mum died each and other. you guys are in a they're, they're in a. His mum had died a year before, and so the brothers are in a um, conflict about uh, selling the family home. It didn't
1: feel credible to me. And yeah. also, the way Alice reacts to the brother, she's so immediately Yeah, she's rude When him. Me. You just wouldn't do that. You just wouldn't but do that. What I thought
0: was unrealistic is that they say that Felix is bisexual. Bi- oh, well, if okay. he's bisexual, then Sorry. please
1: Sorry. flesh the, that out. Sorry. The constant queer baiting of yeah. Simon and Felix. Yeah, it's trying made to like like live it. Yeah, that was annoying. That was so annoying, like, and it
0: felt so unrealistic when uh, Felix tries it with Simon. It's like, come it's, on, no, that would never happen. Okay,
1: I'm glad you reminded me
0: of that. Yeah. That was my major beef. Yeah.
1: So Felix, he's not bisexual, exist.
0: like, as in, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, if you're gonna give the a character that kind of sexual identity, then you need to explore it. You can't say that he's bisexual, but actually have him obsessed with sex with women the entire way through. Yeah, and then like, just have him just like tuck Simon's hand, and then.
1: Just like, oh, and again just so it's a power annoying. play he
0: doesn't touch Simon's hand because he actually is like into him do you know what I mean it's like there's no example ever of him being in any point into a man basically no even like the relationships that he talks about previously or about women like, I felt like you say that was a bit of like oh better just uh throw some woke labeling in there yeah
1: yeah yeah no that did not work um so I wrote a slightly um brief uh, Takedown of this book Ooh, in, did my, you? in my in my newsletter. No, I, I just no. mentioned how much I didn't like the book in my newsletter. And then I noticed when I was looking at my Substack traffic, my newsletters. Parsi orcs If anyone wants to have a look, check um, that out guys. It's amazing. Thank you. I looked at my website traffic and I saw that I was getting quite a few hits from this other um this other newsletter called well I don't know what it was called actually but the url for the post was called when the world decided to take that to turn against Sally Rooney Ooh. and I was like oh god and I couldn't actually access the post so I, I you actually haven't it. I don't know but it did make me think yeah. and it's something I've just definitely been so aware of right now and as someone who works in the media I'm very aware of how much I feed into it it's just like yeah how much we love to take like take down culture. Down. Like yeah. Now we're so against Emma Watson because I, I don't want to get into it. Oh yeah. But when Bob people say, it. I've had people say, yeah, off the record, like Ben um, Watson's getting cancelled right now. Yeah. They're like, oh, Emma Watson like never turns up
0: to any of her UN duties. But I like Emma Watson. But I mean, maybe oh, I'm naive. Yes. Sorry, I don't know. Like, well, like I really don't know enough about. I don't it, know about her, but she lie.
1: always gets taken down, and she's being cancelled right now for being part of the Harry Potter. Why? What's wrong with being her part? Well,
0: because of uh, because of J.K. Rowling. So there's there even things to do with J.K. Rowling. Because I swear the whole point of the new Harry Potter is that it's like the 10 year anniversary of the film not the book
1: yes and JK Rowling is only going to be in archive footage. She's not been invited to the reunion. But there are two sides that are cancelling her. There's one side, which is those who are saying that she shouldn't even be involved in the anniversary because that's disrespectful to her, her trans community. And then there's the other side that's saying it's very disrespectful to JK Rowling that she's just disowned her and is celebrating the anniversary without acknowledging JK in any point during her statement, where she she wrote this big Instagram statement. Being oh, like, I, I saw that Potter. about like
0: Harry Potter was my world yeah my everything. But she doesn't yeah, mention yeah. yeah, JK Rowling.
1: So she's getting cancelled by both sides. Anyway, but she was. Trending today, and I was just like, "But what about Rupert Grint and Daniel Radcliffe? They why are they the focusing on Emma Watson? Yeah, yeah why classic. are we all focusing on classic? Same with Adele. Like people have been tearing Adele down because she's now too thin and she's too successful, and she's doing the same thing. The I'm going to do a little plug because you know I know
0: you won't. But Ellie's newsletter,
1: as previously mentioned,
0: she actually has this really, really interesting piece from the last couple of weeks where she's cool. got her music critic at The Telegraph, Neil, what's his surname? Neil McCormick. Neil McCormick. I was going to say McCormack. so thank God you're me. Um, who is obviously like a veteran of the music criticism scene. And Ellie talked about how much she loved the Vogue interviews, specifically the British Vogue interview, I think, with Adele. With Adele thought it was a great profile. And he basically said that he didn't like it and that he felt... Um, you know, he just felt that Adele was actually being a—I I don't know—like exploiting, don't know to, yeah. exploiting
1: her family drama. Yeah, 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 hmm. using for her family
0: drama. Yeah, and and I think that is a really, really interesting piece in itself. If you want, if you guys want to like dive into that, it's past. Um, the, what
1: is my URL for my newsletter? It's past the
0: orcs, a u x. Yeah, .com. I think that's a really, really interesting look at just like maybe even just the like not so much even a generational divide, but just like. An outlook divide, you know? Exactly. Like, they go head-to-head and it's cute. Thank you, Read
1: Kathleen. It. Oh, it's actually eleanorhalls.substack.com. Sorry, sorry, guys. It doesn't not past past talks, the the that's URL. the title, not the URL. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah. And also, another woman that's getting torn down is... Um, shit, I forgot forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Rooney. Did I say that? You said- <laughs> I said that. Someone else. <laughs> Sally Rooney, Adele, Emma Watson. That's enough women for one day, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but there's definitely someone else and I can't remember who it is. Can't remember. Someone anyway. else is going oh, Emily Ratajkowski. Yes. Everyone's so tearing into her.
0: Yeah. yeah. People, that's what I mean. Everyone thinks that women
1: have to like... Including me on this yeah. podcast.
0: No, but I think you're obviously trying to be like Dell's advocate. And I yeah. very much respect that. Because I think, you know, we don't want to be... I do think there is a... And again, this maybe even sounds gendered and I don't mean it in that way. But in the specifically like um, more female media circles, like
1: everyone says the same thing. Yeah, everyone says the
0: same thing. It's this huge echo chamber of like all the female journalists say the same thing. So I think it's quite nice. I was to, actually like,
1: really, really relieved that Sarah Manavis was like, no, it's a shit book. Sorry. Love that. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, you're just you're, you.
0: You're just a contrarian. You just like enough I know opinion. I actually Really enjoyed the book yeah. And
1: also at the Telegraph Everyone hates the book And I'm like No It's a brilliant You're the Collection of essays <laughs> <laughs> She's an extraordinary yeah. Writer
0: Yeah um, Anyway Okay Well we have probably Done enough rambling For this evening We were going to do Recommendations But hey That's enough That's enough on Hopefully with. you can Get stuck into some of those Let's Men, Thank you, you by the way For all your now.
1: recommendations When I was in Barbados Oh Yes Oh magpie I swear some We'll like, talk about it another time okay. But thank you for the person That recommended me Magpie Elizabeth Day Also about motherhood Loved it But we'll talk about it another time Because there's a motherhood theme That I have going on in my head About cultural recommendations Okay fab we'll do that I need time. to read
0: Maybe I should read Magpie first as well Did you bring it today? I, I did, did bring ask you to bring today, it Because I would potato. like to borrow it Alright Han. Well okay. We have rinsed The spicy mugs Thank, thank, you, thank you Tom, Tom Savano Sivano and we have probably bored everyone enough to just stop no, I now think we were very so thank actually. you guys
1: thank you everyone see you next time see you next time bye, bye. bye.